Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Are You Sure That's Right? and says, Mother-in-law called the police due to tummy time. I really can't believe it. But my mother-in-law claims my partner and I, mid-30s, are abusing our baby, six months old, since he complains while on his tummy. Our doctor said he needs more tummy time for his flat spot to strengthen his muscles, as well as to help him roll over. He doesn't like tummy time, but it's not like he even gets to the point of crying. He just makes uncomfortable noises. We tried explaining this to mother-in-law, but she keeps claiming we are forcing the baby and abusing him. Mother-in-law has been living with us for the last few months, and things have gone great until this happened. Two days ago, she snatched the baby from me during tummy time and said, I'm committing violence against him. I regretted letting her take him, but let her. Then yesterday, she tried the same thing and I refused to give her my baby. The thing is, I wasn't even doing tummy time. My baby complains when he isn't doing something. He just constantly gets bored. Mother-in-law heard him complaining from another room and comes barging in saying, I'm abusing him again. I walked away from her and locked the door behind me. She pounded on the door saying she will call the cops and she did. I called my partner who left work immediately and drove home. Two policemen talked to her and then us. I invited them in and said they could walk around. They looked around and saw an immaculately clean place and a very happy baby. Mother-in-law had not been cleaning up the past couple of days or helping with anything like she did in the past, making me think this was premeditated to try and make us look bad, but I had been cleaning behind her. Mother-in-law tried telling the cops that we were dirty because the dirty bottles and snot sucker were in the same place that we pet the dog then hold the baby and that we do tummy time where the cat lays on the couch. When she told them the tummy time hurts the baby, they just said, I'm not a professional doctor. The police couldn't contain their laughter saying it sounds like mother-in-law thinks she is the resident expert and that they run into mothers who disagree with parenting styles a lot. I unfortunately couldn't laugh along because I was in tears explaining the situation, but it was obvious the police were on our side. The police told us the clean house does not look like an unsafe environment for the baby. They also informed us that at this point, they were just there for a venting session with mother-in-law and not to worry. Of course, no police report was filed. My partner had my back the whole time and kicked mother-in-law out of our house. She had a couple of hours to pack her bags and then I drove her to a motel. She of course was mad but had no remorse and thinks she did nothing wrong. She doesn't have much money so my partner and I are paying for it. We got her a flight home tomorrow. I'm not sure what will happen in the future, but it might be the last time mother-in-law sees her grandchild. Mother-in-law has no idea and thinks it's her baby too. Luckily, mother-in-law and father-in-law live on the other side of the country. He's hoping they never move here. 
Then Opie adds a relevant comment which says, I was trying to keep the post brief for the sake of talking about the major situation. So mother-in-law has made comments but my partner has shut her down. Like she didn't like that his pediatrician is young. She doesn't trust doctors. She doesn't trust the skin treatment method the pediatrician chose for a rash. She doesn't like that we don't give him water. But my partner just shuts her down immediately. Maybe things were building up since she never got her way and then it all came out. But I wouldn't say there were any arguments. It was more just little comments she made. Edit. She also hated the white noise machine and even told the police about it. The officer stayed professional but you could tell he was holding back laughing. Then some information about the partner in all of this slash why they didn't drive. OP says, my partner said they would have gotten heated between them so I drove. To be honest, I didn't even think about an Uber. Not sure why. It was an awkward ride. I recorded the entire ride because I didn't want her to lie about anything. I hope so. Honestly, my partner is more stubborn than me so I don't think we'll see mother-in-law again. Now, part of me wanted to say, you know, that you're already done too much for her by driving her yourself and paying for a hotel but you know that's very easy for me to say when i'm outside of the situation and getting her out of your house was the right thing to do and i'm glad you did and i'm glad your partner isn't defending her like we see in so many other stories as well and we've seen stories in the past where people call the police like this and i'm not sure if it's too far to say for me but it just feels like that's an instant relationship ender right there the fact that they're telling you you're abusing your child etc etc why would you want that person around you again? You can't trust them. It will constantly feel like they're trying to set you up in one way or another and you just won't be able to trust them around you. And there is an update to this story which I haven't read as yet. And I'm kind of thinking, is it going to go down that grandparents' rights route that we read a story just recently about that? But in the comments, Amethyst Fire says, good for you guys for kicking her out and sending her home. All three of my kids hated tummy time. They couldn't see anything. I get it. We did other things too tummy time on our bellies so they could see our faces, supporting them while sitting upright in our lap, getting down on the floor with them. May her shadow never darken your door again. No S given says, as it's not often a case on the just no mother-in-law subject, I'm really happy to see that your dear husband has a real spine, has your back 100%, and that the two of you are working together as a team. It's so refreshing. I'm sorry your family is going through this and I hope you together find the answers you need for moving forward. For me personally, calling the police was a bridge burner. Amazing Pie says, oh my, she definitely gets an early flight home. I don't understand these grandmothers who think they are the mothers. My ex-mother-in-law was like that. Unfortunately, she lived right down the street. Hopefully you can get an incident number in case she gets the idea to call CPS. Also tell others about the incident to get ahead of any flying monkeys that may be coming your way. If you can get a copy of the incident, I would get it. If she starts posting crap on social media, be petty and copy the report and findings on social media. That way everyone can see she is nuts. Also, what a waste of police resources. And one more from Sales Walker who says, I would take a hard stance here. She no longer has access to any of you, period, until she gets help, changes and makes amends and keeps those changes to a minimum level for a sustained amount of time, say minimum six months to a year. I would say this looks like she gets therapy but you and SO explain to the therapist your issues and what your minimum behavior changes look like, including what amends look like to you. And she keeps up with regular sessions. That realistically is likely every other week after a few establishing weekly visits. But of course, do what you think is best for you and your family unit, as well as what the best is that you can do, especially since it sounds like you may be footing some, if 
not all of that bill. Side note, you can do a phone conference to do the establishing what you need call during one of her sessions. No need to be there physically. What you must do is have a reasonable plan of action she can take to change the hard no contact. And your SO needs to be willing to go hard no contact with this path forward for her to take to change the no contact. She is not well on some level and she needs help. Sane and decent people do not call the cops because of tummy time and the other things she told the cops. What caring grandmother knowingly brings guns into a situation like that? That is totally unhinged behavior and it needs to stop now. Next thing she'll do is call CPS on you guys. This is not okay. This is beyond having a disagreement and venting. So OP updates their post four days later and says, an hour or so after I dropped mother-in-law off at the motel, both my partner and I got texts from father-in-law and I quote, you can't leave my wife in a hotel. I demand you guys take her back to your house now and work out any problems or misunderstandings. If something happens to her, you are going to be responsible. And then later, he argued that we didn't explain tummy time well enough to her and said, you guys are not geniuses and need to be empathetic. My partner immediately blocked him, but I didn't know until we discussed it later. I tried reasoning with father-in-law, but realized it wasn't happening, so I blocked him too. The next day, the motel said, I can't pay by phone. I had to drive to the motel to pay for one more night. This was Saturday, and mother-in-law's flight was Sunday. I also decided to bring mother-in-law some snacks. She requested water, but I decided some snacks too. Listen, y'all, I don't know why. It was a bad area of town, and I thought her walking to the gas station could be dangerous. But if it makes you feel better, while she was living with us, she bought some frozen taquitos that she told me I could eat because she didn't like them. They really weren't good. Had some unidentifiable ground chicken. Also, the Wednesday of that week, mother-in-law and I had bought good chicken taquitos from Costco. Anyway, to be petty, I put the one she didn't like in the snack package for her. When I dropped off the care package, mother-in-law pleaded that she wasn't really going to call Child Protective Services. I forgot to add in the original. She did threaten this. She didn't offer an apology, but wanted me to tell my partner that she wasn't really going to call CPS. I said, all right, and left. Mother-in-law then called my partner and I thought was going to apologize, but didn't. Instead, mother-in-law started guilt-tripping, saying she thought she wasn't treated well at our wedding a couple of years ago. Somehow didn't mention it until now and other random things. My partner hung up on her. A lot of people asked why I didn't get an Uber for mother-in-law, and I'm not sure. I think I was getting more and more upset on the inside because I started envisioning myself telling mother-in-law off once and for all. So started to plan to speak my mind on the way to the airport. At this point, it was clear mother-in-law would never apologize. Not that I would let her see my baby again anyways. I just wanted to see if she would apologize. Note, I think I had forgotten to mention that earlier that week, mother-in-law told my partner that us forcing tummy time was equal to how father-in-law abused her and her children. That really pissed off my partner who had to witness the physical violence of father-in-law growing up and says that mother-in-law did nothing then. I'm not saying the abuse is mother-in-law's fault, but my partner says it's hypocritical and fucked up of mother-in-law to make the comparison of us and our baby. So Sunday came. I picked mother-in-law up and took her to the airport. On the way, I asked her if she was planning on apologizing. She said, to who? I said to both of us. She then started saying how we didn't explain tummy time well enough and that it's our fault. So then I decided to say what I had planned. I said that this whole situation was her fault, that she put us in danger by calling the police and that threatening to call CPS ensured she would never see her grandchild again. 
I told her she is not welcome in our house in the future, and if I see her again anywhere near our house, then I would call the police for trespassing. I also told her that she was a bad person, which I kind of regret. Mother-in-law had tears in her eyes. I was shaking and hastily dropped her bags off for her. As I started driving away, I heard a tap on the glass. I nearly drove away with one of her bags in the back seat. So, as she picked up her last bag, I called out again that she would never see her grandchild again and drove away angrily. So, she is presumably back with father-in-law on the other side of the... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Country. I really can't say I feel better. The rest of the day, I felt just sad in general. I'm not sure why. I haven't felt like cooking even though I cook most days, so we ordered Chinese. It's been a couple of days now and I'm feeling slightly better. Just replaying the car conversation and wishing I said even more by shaming her for guilt tripping my partner so much. I've gotten my neighbors to help with the baby and my partner and I found a new restaurant to try. Anyways, I did speak with my partner and we agreed both mother-in-law and father-in-law are blocked. So they are both officially blocked on Facebook too, which is the only social media they use. We haven't heard from them, but it has only been a couple of days. They probably think we are overreacting and that we will come around, but I don't think we will. My partner's brother is getting married in September, so we might have to see mother-in-law and father-in-law there. Thanks for all the support. I like responding to all your comments, and it feels good to be validated in my decisions. Many people said they would have not bought the hotel on plane ride for her, but I think mother-in-law is on food stamps and quite poor. Also, she did give us childcare a few days a week for three months, so I'm thankful for that. She saved us quite a lot of money. Lastly, she was technically a tenant, so she didn't have to leave even though it is our house. I don't know the exact tenant laws, but they vary by state here in the US. I think we did the right thing to pay for the hotel and airplane, and I still think it's funny I gave her the taquitos. But now I'm going to turn this situation to you guys. What do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Now, our next story comes from the Am I the A-Hole subreddit from Consistent Truth 763 and says, Am I the A-Hole for cancelling on family vacation after my newly widowed mum decides to bring a new boyfriend? My dad lost his one and a half year battle with cancer one year ago. April 2022, at only 62 years old. He and my mum were married for 31 years. A few months before my dad got sick, he and my mum were not on great terms and were contemplating divorce. However, through my dad's diagnosis and extreme ups and downs of treatment, they came together, squashed some of their issues, and my mum was there to care for my dad every step of the way. I miss him every day. Me and my mum had always been pretty close, but since my dad died, I feel like I'm seeing and talking to her less and less these days, and it makes me sad. In August of 2022, four months after my dad passed, my mum started seeing someone. 
She'd call him her friend, slip in mentions of him in conversation, but I personally wanted nothing to do with him. Still don't. I thought it was too soon and told her so. Everyone grieves differently and dating after losing a spouse is hard, but conversations I've attempted with this guy and the chemistry between them has been super awkward in my opinion. I feel like she's disregarding any feelings or pushback that me, my sister, and extended family have about this relationship. Large extended family, all very close-knit. She has now started bringing him to events and parties, and there is an awkward vibe when he's around. Nobody wants to say it out loud. This past week, he showed up unexpectedly at our family Easter party at my parents' house. My mum knew he was coming and did not mention to anyone. Following tradition, we stood in prayer before we ate dinner and my uncle prayed out loud for those who we have lost and I felt so awkward that my mum's boyfriend was there, holding hands with my family as we talked about my dad in my dad's house, almost only a year to the day that he died. We're now booking flights for a large family vacation in June. Condo has already been booked for months and my mum casually mentioned at Easter that she's bringing her boyfriend. I didn't hear this at the time and I found out later from a cousin. I immediately called and told my feelings about him going. I don't want him to and she completely changed the subject and did not acknowledge what I told her at all. Not to mention, we had decided to leave a day early to save money on flights but now that her boyfriend is going, it will actually cost me more because we will no longer be splitting the cost that we originally planned since they will be doing things separately. Money is not the problem though. It's now principal to me. Of the 20 family members that will be on this trip, not one person really wants him to be there, except her. He will be staying in the same condo, and we're going to have to tiptoe around this awkward situation for an entire week, where we should be relaxing and enjoying family time together. Am I the a-hole for wanting to cancel on the family vacation, and slash or stick to my guns about not wanting her boyfriend to go, even though she already booked his flight? Now firstly, I've got to say I'm incredibly sorry for your loss. And like you say, we all grieve in different ways and that's okay. As long as it's healthy and safe, you know, you grieve in the way that you want to. But you said yourself in this one, the few months before your dad got sick, you know, they were contemplating divorce and were not on great terms, which suggests that the relationship has been rocky for quite a while. But it sounds like, you know, she put her feelings aside for your father in those moments when, you know, he was very ill with cancer. And that is no small feat as you know, the ups and downs that I've been through over the last couple of years. And it wasn't just me. We had a whole family behind him. So for your mum to be doing this and all the different little things, not just like the physical stuff as well, like the chemo, depending on what type of cancer it is, but like through my dad's like with the chemo, you know, losing weight and all this. But the mental side as well, it's absolutely huge. And I remember after we lost my mum and it was just my dad and around like six or so months later after we lost her, I, I, it often popped into my head like, would my dad ever move on? You know, he was like getting on in age a little bit. And how would I feel about that? You know, there were some awkward feelings around it for sure. But the main thing in my head at, the, at that moment was, you know, I just want to see my dad happy, not be alone, etc. So to me in this one, you don't have to have a strong relationship with this guy. But if he's making your mum happy, what's wrong with that? Why can't you just be amicable towards each other and be happy for her? I mean, how long is long enough before mum's allowed to move on. I know it's difficult. I'm not saying, you know, it's an easy thing to get past, especially with the memory of your father, etc. 
And again, I know this is extremely easy for me to say, sat on the other side of a microphone, but I think you should talk to your mum, open up your feelings and, you know, give her a chance. Let her express herself and how she's feeling as well. Don't condemn her for finding happiness again. Carolyn says, you're the a-hole. Sounds like your mum put aside the reason she wanted to divorce your dad to be there for him in his time of need to honour their 31 years together. I'm sure you've read on Reddit how many men abandon their spouses when they get diagnosed with cancer. Your mum stayed until the end for him, even though the marriage was done. She stayed with him through his cancer and helped him. And now what? You're mad that she has a chance at happiness again. How many years of her life does she have to sacrifice before you decide it's okay for her to be happy? One to two years to nurse him, one year to grieve. That's already at least three years of sacrifice for an older woman who wanted to be free and have a better life. It doesn't matter what you think of her boyfriend. My own mum is dating someone I don't like, but I'm not going to say shit because he makes her happy. And yes, I'm going on an awkward family trip with them. Be a better child to your mum. God damn. Smooshy says you're the a-hole. Your parents' marriage was over. If they were together for 31 years and talking divorce, dude, it's been over for a while. She sucked it up because he was dying. It's an awkward vibe because instead of being mature and being happy, your mum found someone who makes her happy. You guys are refusing to be open. Automatic River says no one's an a-hole here. I think they should let up on your mum though. It's likely her marriage with your dad was over a good bit before he died and so she is probably in a different place in her grieving process than you think she should be. That being said, she also needs to respect where you are in your grief and recognize that while she is comfortable moving on, it will naturally make someone's child feel uncomfortable if they see them being replaced. If you aren't comfortable going on the trip though, it'll be best to not go in my opinion. Talk to your mum about it though. Don't do it out of spite. And one more comment from Shadow Fox who says, So what you need to understand is, the more you push this new boyfriend away, the more you're pushing your mum away. Your mum pushed down the issues she had with your dad, so his last years on earth could be good ones. This does not mean they didn't still have issues with each other. I'll be in her mind during that time. You also do not know what they talked about, had agreed on and were okay with. Your dad might have wanted her to move on and find company slash companionship after he passed away. Please go get therapy. Carrying around all this anger is not helping you. No one is the a-hole here. No one is the a-hole. You are still very much grieving and it is damn hard. I lost my dad due to a long-term illness and yes, I got angry at lots of things. I think you're targeting the boyfriend because it is easy to. Will having him along on the trip make your mum happy? Yes. So just suck it up. She's gone through enough already. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So please never forget that. You're absolutely incredible. And don't forget at the very end of the video, there'll be a couple of playlists there for you that you can click on and it will automatically scroll through all the videos for you. So whatever you're up to, <laughs> crochet, bit of walking, bit of running, bit of cooking. Someone crafting floggers yesterday sent me a picture of those. They look absolutely incredible as well. And I love to see all that cool stuff that you're making. Don't forget to let me know what you're up to over on Twitter. I love to see it. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Man, I remember being so naive when life was good, weather and palm trees. Back in the day, you were everything I need. But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams Oh yeah, you played me like a fool when you made me believe That the line between love wasn't thick enough to read Oh yeah, you see we in the spare crime everywhere You're selling false hope cause you just don't care, care.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 